inviting you to continue settling and moving into this period of sitting meditation and listening to these few words that I offer in addition to the guidance that will come in a mindful way beginning to really blur the lines of sustained and continuous mindfulness practice. So we embarked on this journey, this path towards greater clarity, compassion, freedom, and ease of being a few days ago. Sharon Salzberg says, spirituality is the movement from our prison of self-blame and preoccupation to an inclusive and open engagement with all of life. Spiritual practices of meditation, generosity, gratitude, and loving kindness not only turn our tendency towards self-absorption away from that, but toward the genuine connection that becomes the manifestation of a free mind. Ignorance opposes wisdom. It is a fact that most of us at some time or another ignore the reality that all dukkha comes from wanting from attachment, wanting things to be different, wanting things to stay the same, wanting more, wanting less. As practice progresses, we find that by letting go of preconceived ideas on how and where dukkha can be avoided, we come upon unchartered landscapes within ourselves, which provide an opportunity for a totally new way of understanding life, its purpose, its value, and the ultimate reality. Much of the work that we do comes from knowing that dukkha is not only the suffering of pain and grief, but all the unsatisfactoriness all of us experience during our lifetimes. It is that unfulfilled striving in heart and mind which keeps pushing us in so many directions to find the ultimate satisfaction. In our practice, we are stressing being present, being here now, to remember. This awareness helps us to watch our reactions before they result in unskillful words 
or actions. Tuning in and attending to and seeing the positive or skillful within us, cultivating that, and seeing the negative or unskillful and substituting that. When we believe all our thoughts and claim them, we're not seeing things clearly. Some of us or all of us at times think that there has to be a perfect situation or a perfect teacher or a perfect meditation. Of course, none of that is true. Mental and physical phenomena or dhammas are constantly coming and going, changing without pause this recognition and realization of the impermanence of all conditioned things. We consist of body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness, which we grip tightly to and believe them to be me and mine. Through this practice, we cultivate the skill to take a step back and be a neutral observer of the whole process. The Buddha taught that mindfulness is the one way for the purification of beings. As a reminder, we define mindfulness as non-judgmental, present moment awareness. Simply this means that when we are mindful, we are paying attention to what is present right now without our usual filters of judging, comparing, criticizing, grasping, or avoiding. We are attentive to our current moment experience, using all of our senses, seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, smelling, and thinking. With mindfulness, we can live each moment more deeply without the stress and suffering caused by our usual preoccupations with the past, the future, or discursive thinking. We can learn how to relax and be present for whatever is occurring, no matter how enticing or difficult. As the mind is trained to be awake and accepting of what is happening in each moment, we can discover a new, more easeful way of being in the world.
our own minds can make us happy. Our own minds can make us unhappy. There is no person or thing in this whole world that will do that for us. All happenings act as triggers for us which constantly catch us unaware. Thus, the importance of mindfulness. We need to develop strong awareness of our own mind moments. Remembering as Jill spoke to yesterday morning that there are two directions in meditation. This Vipassana meditation. Calm, or samatha, and insight, Vipassana. So what we are cultivating and engaged with in these early days of the retreat is cultivating the calm mind. The mind that becomes undisturbed by arisings and passing aways. We will move further towards the insight practice. However, encouraging you to really spend the time, take the time to cultivate strength of mind heart such that when we begin to investigate, discern, explore, there is stability of mind to engage with whatever is arising. When we achieve some calm, that actually is an indicator that concentration is improving. When the mind becomes calm, joy often arises as well, but we must observe how fleeting and impermanent the joy is as well. How even bliss is essentially still only a condition which arises and passes away. Only insight is irreversible. The more we watch our thoughts in meditation, the more insight can arise. When we watch mind moments arising, staying, and seizing, detachment from our thinking process will result. Thoughts are coming and going all the time, just like the breath. If we try to hang on to them, try to keep them, that's when the suffering comes. We want to own them, do something about them, do something with them, especially when they are negative. 100% of the time, that'll create suffering. the more we experience every moment as worthwhile, the more energy there is 
It's like the simile about the monkey. There's a well-known simile about a monkey trap, the kind used in Asia is a wooden funnel with a small opening. At the bigger end lies a sweet. The monkey, attracted by the sweet, puts his paw into the narrow opening and gets hold of the sweet. When he wants to draw his paw out again, he can't get his fist through with the sweet through that narrow opening. He is trapped, and the hunter will come and capture him. The monkey doesn't realize that all he has to do to be free is to let go of the sweet. That's what our life is all about. A trap. Because we want it nice and sweet. Not being able to let go, we're caught in the ever-recurring happiness, unhappiness, up, down, hoping, despairing cycle. Instead of trying it out for ourselves, whether we could let go and be free, we resist and reject such a notion. Yet we all agree that all that matters are peace and happiness, which can only exist in a free mind and heart. We are training the mind and body to be at ease with the present conditions and to be open to the full range of our moment-to-moment -moment lived experience as much as we can. In this process of shifting awareness between the breath, the body, and our experience, we are developing the skill of being present with whatever is arising in the moment. We learn to let go or allow what is rising and present. Be kind to yourself and take it easy, knowing that if you get totally lost, you can always return to the breath or the body. Bhante Gunaratana says, the purpose of meditation is not to achieve a perfectly serene and still mind. Although it is a lovely state, it does not lead to liberation by itself. The purpose of meditation is to achieve uninterrupted mindfulness. Mindfulness and only mindfulness produce enlightenment. So continuing on with the sit, if you have not already, or even if you have, perhaps taking some of this time to work with the breath, 
as another function of body. Just as has been introduced to you over the last couple of days, the body being an anchor for our attention, the breath too can serve as an anchor for our attention. It's always present and functions as a stable foundation upon which we can develop our mindfulness and concentration. When and as the mind wanders, the anchor gives it a home base to which it can return. We use the anchor to train our awareness to stay in the present moment. When the attention is returned repeatedly to an anchor as the breath, we develop the skill of being able to intentionally focus the awareness on a single object for increasing periods of time without distraction. That is the training of these sits. We're not trying to control or manipulate the breath. Just allowing and seeing things as they are. You're also not trying to visualize the breath or conceptualize the breathing process. Rather than observing or conceptualizing the breath from a perspective outside of the body, see if you can't sense it from the inside as part of the body. Perhaps paying attention to where you feel the breath most clearly. Is it the rising and falling of the abdomen? The rising and falling of the chest? Or perhaps, though maybe more subtly, the in and out breath at the nostrils. Breathing in cool, breathing out warm. Directing your attention to simply noticing the physical sensations of breathing. It may be helpful or support entering into this practice by silently, softly noting rising, falling, in, out, bu, do. Staying with the direct experience of the breath as long as you can, 
Then, each time you notice the mind has wandered, return gently to focus on the breath. We are using our direct moment-to-moment experience and the ever-changing reality of the breath to still and quiet the mind, strengthening the power of the mind to focus and see things clearly. Taking the opportunity to become familiar and intimate with the breath. Deeper layers of seeing. Remembering there is the resource spot if overwhelm comes. The breath may not be as helpful in a moment like that. And then you can shift to the anchor being the resource spot. Remembering and returning. Refining, tuning in, finding your way home. whole body breathing. Taking refuge there. Wisdom and compassion. A liberation practice. Cultivating the heart-mind. The nature of things. Grounding in the body. Here, now. Here, now. Here, now. It is like this. A gift of trust. Sit and know you are sitting. Enjoy the practice.
a parable for you. There was a conference of all the human faculties, all the senses, the five senses plus the mind. As at many meetings, they first had to decide who would be in charge, who would facilitate. Sight popped up and put in its bid, creating beautiful images that had everyone enraptured. Smell arose, creating powerful and haunting aromas that left everyone tingling with anticipation. But taste could top that, with astounding and delectable flavors from all the world's cuisines. Hearing created exquisite harmonies that brought everyone to tears. And the body brought on physical sensations that had everyone in ecstasy. And the mind spun out intellectual theories that took on beauty by the depths of the truths they expressed. Along came the breath, not even one of the senses, and said it wanted to be in charge. All it could present was the simple in and out breath not terribly impressive in the face of everything else. No one even noticed it. The other senses got into a tremendous argument about which one of them would be chosen. The breath, in its disappointment, began to walk away, and the images began to fade. The tastes lost their savor. The sounds faded. Wait, wait, the senses called out. Come back. You can lead. We need you. And the breath came back and took its proper place. In a minute, I'm going to ring the bell and invite you to see if you can continue sustaining this awareness as we move into the transition. There'll be plenty of time for those of you who have group meetings first at 9.30, so you can take your time. Take a bathroom break if you need it, all the while remaining mindful. <laughs> 